You're listening to Life, the Universe, and Everything Else. Today on the show, mermaids! Life, the Universe, and Everything Else explores issues of science, critical thinking, and secular humanism. If you have questions or comments about the show, or you'd like to suggest a topic, you can find us on Twitter or Facebook, or send us an email at lueepodcast at winnipegskeptics.com. Show notes and references can be found at lueepodcast.com. My name is Ashlyn Noble, and I will be your host today. With me, I have panelists Laura Creek Newman. Hi there. Lauren Bailey. Hi. And special guest, Dave Bodwick. Hello. We decided that we hadn't watched a very bad movie in a really long time, like since, since sa- Christmas. Since Saving Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so we got together and we watched a documentary that I remembered from watching on television many years ago in a friend's apartment. And it made me so angry that my partners had to tell me to stop yelling at the television, which is not normally something that they encourage me to stop doing, because they find it hilarious. It is a quote-unquote documentary that aired on the Discovery Channel, and there were apparently some kind of like very small disclaimer that this was not for realsies, but it clearly <laughs> makes every attempt to look like a for realsies documentary. <laughs> yeah. And it was very misleading. And we're going to talk about our impressions of it. It was bad. End of podcast. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so terrible. Are there mermaids? According to this, very much so. <laughs> According to reality? No. no. But we don't actually hear the word mermaid until 53 minutes... And 18 seconds in. In a hour and 25 minute documentary. Yeah. Yeah. They needed to build the suspense, right? For sure. But, I mean, Mermaid is in the title, so you know it's coming. You're just waiting and waiting and waiting. They had to do the baloney evolution of the aquatic ape line first. Yes, yeah. there was a, a long segue into the aquatic ape theory, talking about how uh, we have the most subcutaneous fat of any land mammal, stuff like that. That can't and possibly be true. <laughs> like, Maybe proportionately? But like mm. elephants? Pandas? Yeah. Any bear? Well, yeah, well, that's what I was just thinking. Like, they, they made this whole line about how polar bears are currently evolving into marine mammals, which, okay, whatever, let's just leave that one there. But they dive into cold water. They would have to have a whole lot of fat. Mm-hmm. Like, you'd think that they and would that be And that fancy better... insulating fur. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, but the the fact that we are descended from marine mammals was talked about, and part of the evidence for that is that we have less hair, less fur, so it, it creates less drag in the water. And... and we figured out how to make clothing, so we didn't need to insulate ourselves from the outside. We started keeping ourselves warm with other animals' fur. By wrapping <laughs> ourselves in blankets. Yes! Great! (laughs) We had to turn off the furnace for the recording, so we're covered in blankets. It's cold in here. (laughs) What other amazing points did they make before we got to actual mermaids? It started out with some real science that they then dovetailed their funds onto. 
Yeah, that's true. So for like the first half hour, they were mostly talking about how this big sonar weapon that the Navy had, had damaged the brains and ears of a bunch of whales and killed them. And that's all true. That's a thing that happened. They admitted it many years down the line. (laughs) (laughs) And the fact that sonar is disruptive to a lot of marine mammals is not really in dispute. Uh, And they were talking about it from sort of like a a conservation point of view. Yeah. Mm. And so they were trying to make the case that sonar should not be allowed or should be allowed less widely. should be less sonar weapons. Right. Sonar weapons, yeah. But then they started talking about the bloop. And I think we've talked about the bloop on the show before. Is like this really, really long noise that was recorded in the ocean. And for a long time, nobody could figure out where it came from or what it was. But in 2012, it was pretty decisively decided that it was like a something from ice sliding against ice. Yeah. And I believe that was after this documentary aired. Yeah. <laughs> So there's a whole bunch of thought all through this documentary about how the bloop is actually the sounds of mermaids communicating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So after they take out all of the whale song and the dolphin noises from this recording of the sonar weapon, they're left with, oh my god, it sounds just like the bloop. And if we manipulate it a whole bunch of ways, it yeah. sounds really complicated. <laughs> <laughs> Hundreds and thousands of voices. And they use the word voices, right. too. Mm-hmm. That's key. Yeah, But it was just so complex, and there are, there are these sections that we might call them words. <laughs> they say that? I yeah. 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 Oh, oh, man. They might be words. Of course they did. I have a note here that says, why are they using reel-to-reel tape in 2012 <laughs> to record things? <laughs> That's not how language labs work. Well, one of the things that really annoyed me was, so they would have bits of the show that were labeled dramatic reenactment, but then they had like a dozen fake scientists that were actors pretending to be scientists, and that obviously wasn't labeled. They were just played straight as if they were scientists. And so, yeah, yeah, it was just very incongruous. Yeah. Laura, it, you were looking them up, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, had, I wanted to know. The, the one that really got me um, was one where it was uh, Dr. Rodney Webster, and yeah. he was labeled as from the University of South Florida. I said, okay, well, this is a thing that you can figure out if this is a real person, and if this is a legitimate person, like, scientist from a legitimate university going on here... This, that's a big leap for this kind of person. So mm-hmm. you look into it, and somebody else had done searches in that, and then somebody had posted the search results on the University of Florida. There's never been a Rodney Webster that's worked there. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, and that's where it was determined the actor's name is actually Jason Cope, I believe. Yeah, that's what I've got and, here. Uh, so I don't know if there is a Dr. Rodney Webster that is a marine biologist, but this was certainly not him. Yeah, I would highly doubt it. I would yeah. highly doubt it. Especially so, in the field of cetacean vocal analysis. Right. That was his special title. Yeah, you'd think that's a pretty specialized field, I would imagine. <laughs> and you'd be able to find this person, right? But no, nothing. So all of... I didn't search all of the names of the scientists, but I tried to search a few. And... You really couldn't find anything about them as a real person. You know, there was some that seemed to believe this documentary and say that, yes, they were NOAA scientists and and that. Others that just said, no, they're fake people. They're played by actors. I couldn't really find all of them, but it was... They did not 
in any way, shape, or form give any hint that those people were not who they were labeled as. Right. And they really should have. Yeah. And in the dramatic reenactments, they got other actors who kind of looked like these talking head actors to play the... Yeah. Right, it's yeah. So, and I mean, like, the whole, the whole movie was a dramatic reenactment. Yeah. Like... <laughs> no, a dramatic enactment. <laughs> yeah. There was no I reenactment. Guess so. I guess so. No, that is appropriate. <laughs> they did have the obligatory former Navy guy who had to have his voice and face shadowed out so nobody would find him talking on this documentary. Yeah. Right. That added another layer of like the fake danger and because nobody would think, well, if it was a fake documentary, nobody would have to be hidden and have their voice changed. Yeah. But that's how they make it feel like a real documentary. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing was just so deceptive. It was. It was deceptive. And yeah, they really wanted you to believe but at the same time, I just didn't care. It was a good job. No, but that's the thing, you know. I yeah. um, I didn't know what they were really going for. You know, it took them almost an hour to finally drop the bombshell that we found a real mermaid, right? Um, but before that, it sounded like we said that they were going to talk all about conservation or you know military cover-ups in general or something like that. But even after they dropped the mermaid bombshell. I still couldn't figure out what they wanted, because they went back and spent a lot more time talking about sonar and Mm -hmm. and whales and things like that. And so I just didn't care. And that's sad, you know? Like, you didn't care that it was fake, or what what did you not care about? I didn't care about the revelations they were dropping on me. I felt like... I I feel like with something like this, they'd want you, like, glued to the edge of your seat. Like, just, like, oh my goodness, I can't believe they just told me this stuff. And here I'm just like, okay, you said mermaids. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to go back to being bored now because it just didn't... Yeah. So that's, Mm. you know, they put all this effort in to really try to get you, but at the same time, it didn't... Didn't have that payoff for you? No, it didn't have that payoff. It didn't have that draw. see the strings behind it like where do we take this now and it was very unfocused with the going back to other things of like the the military whenever they they felt a a drop in the action they're like and then the military covered this up yeah yeah a lot of my notes say things like no and (laughs) urukai becoming aquatic ape question mark (laughs) they were hands oh my god they used tools oh my god they made the bloop lies (laughs) (laughs) oh and you were really excited about megalodon yes megalodon exclamation point exclamation point (laughs) so they had to add like an extra layer of bizarre fish conspiracy theory in there (laughs) that megalodons are still alive and well down in the ocean depths well, they're not necessarily that they are it's that they were yes that was the 1.5 million years ago yeah Oh, I totally missed that. I thought they were saying that, like, mermaids and megalodons are still hanging out together. No. Okay. Well, Well, mermaids are still here. Right. Megalodon. They they go through that really (laughs) nice example of, you know, the scout going out and watching a whale get attacked by two megalodons and just destroyed. And then he goes back and tries to warn his people because they have to save the children at all costs. And then he just, like, cuts his chest open to attract the shark and just dies. Well, he was he wanted to like keep the shark there to give them time. He was sacrificing himself so the rest of the pod cuz they travel in pods. 
we have learned mermaids are are pod people. They all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and they also migrate alongside uh, whales and dolphins. We also to use their to use their uh, draft behind them. Mothers with young can conserve energy. It's a very specific reason why they do this. They also hand waved because it was Discovery Channel. We can't talk about private bits over how they breed or how they do anything. I have a note here that's saying, where's its titties? Some of them had, like, like molded Barbie mouths, yeah. but there were definitely no nipples or teats <laughs> or anything Barbie like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there was, there was a breastplate. They definitely did. Oh, no, yeah. I just love the phrase, molded Barbie mouths. <laughs> well, that's what they are. It's extremely <laughs> accurate description, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Bad CGI Aquaman. Yes! I don't want to ruin anything, but have you guys seen The Shape of Water? No. No. Okay, well, you've I've like, heard it's very good. Black Lagoon. Shape of Water yeah. is very good. So the whole idea of like this like unknown aqua creature, it just felt like that the whole time. Like, mm. oh, science, like the military found this and they're treating this ter- this creature terribly, but some like noble human is going to save them or free them or something. It's So it was a less interesting version than Creature from the Black Lagoon and a much less beautiful version of The Shape of Water. So mm. Well, there was yeah. one line that... That we all kind of reacted to where they said, we just want to save them and we have to find them to save them. <laughs> like, well, that traditionally has not gone well <laughs> yeah. for any endangered creature. <laughs> Leave them alone. Yeah. Oh, but the finding them thing. So yeah, it should just, be easy. It, it should be. Okay. So they're supposed to migrate along with, we've never found them before, but we know that they for sure migrate with whales, right? We know both of these things. So, it should be real, like nobody's found them, but yet it's not like anybody, you know, watches migrating whales or anything like no, that. No, never. So it should, yeah. Well, I, and I, it was claimed that they had really big eye sockets, and so their eyes were probably really big, and so right. they probably operated in low light, so they were probably really deep in the ocean. And they sent out that statistic about how the moon has been explored more than the deep oceans, and so that's why we haven't seen them because they're they're deep and they're hidden. But but the scientists in their reenactment <laughs> scene were shown in like not a giant boat and definitely not a submarine dropping a microphone into the water to like to catch yeah. their sounds. So you're not going to catch deep water sounds with that kind of thing. No. And that was not a water-based microphone. <laughs> I, they destroyed that microphone dropping it in the ocean. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think that that's the quote that, that sums up this movie. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but they domesticated the dolphin. Yes. They yeah. Need oh, yeah. The reason that dolphins and humans cooperate now is because dolphins remember cooperating with mermaids. Well, and there are still some human populations that remember cooperating with dolphins. Right. Right. Yeah. It goes both ways. It, it does. Okay. Yep. Couldn't possibly just be, you know, opportunism from both sides. Impossible. <laughs> we got these aquatic apes there. So they showed this scene of what was like a volcano erupting from yeah. an earthquake or something. So yeah, they had these urukai on the beach that yep. were like, it's, they, it's like the first time they ever saw a fish or something and they just happened to grab it out of the water, which I'm like, wow, that's an amazing catch if this is the first time you've ever seen a fish. Anyway, so this earthquake is going and it scares them. 
So they implied that half of them like ran into the ocean to run away from it and half of them ran further inland. A while later, some however many thousands of years later they, they subtitled it, they show what is like one aquatic ape fishing from a tiny island. I'm like, how long has this one guy been living there? <laughs> yeah. Like, And there's no other islands anywhere. They don't make anything. So it's like, this is supposed to be the halfway mark when they're learning it. But it's like, they, they can't survive there. Also, there's one guy. Come on. <laughs> well, there was a couple of them on the little island. I guess so, but... But the, I mean, the island, I don't think they could all lay like end-to-end on it. No, it, and it was jagged, rocky. I mean, it was... It was not habitable. For, for more on the aquatic ape theory, you can look up the unfortunate TED talk that was given about it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Please don't. Yeah. Please just trust us. I've watched it and it really was a fascinating talk and very convincing if you don't know the actual science behind it. And I think that's the problem with documentaries like this is that there's a lot of people out there who probably think that the government is covering up literal mermaids now. Yeah. It was a documentary on the National Geographic channel or whatever. It's obviously... It... I mean, it was on Discovery Channel. Right, Animal yeah. Animal Planet. Uh, it was on I Discovery think it was, it was also but aired it was, on yeah. Yeah, Discovery Channel. It's all channel. the same network of, <laughs> yeah, of yeah. channels. But like that lends it so much legitimacy. And people oh, yeah. will tell their friends, no, I saw it on the Discovery Channel. It was a nature program. It was for real. And then adding on to it, giving people scientific sounding names, calling them scientists, mm-hmm. and not putting any kind of disclaimer that these people might not actually be scientists. Well, and not only was there no disclaimer, but there wasn't really the sort of over-the-top, like, wink-wink that you would expect if it was, like, satire, like if it was a mockumentary. Like, they didn't take it far enough that it was clearly ridiculous. Yeah. Except was- for that one moment where there were teenagers on the beach and then the... Oh, my goodness. The mermaid turned out to be alive and jumped at them. And this was supposedly, like, found oh, footage it from... Was, it was a total Cloverfield-type moment. Yeah, it was completely ridiculous. It was a 2005 camera phone that the Navy, when they came to cover it up and talk to these teenagers, they didn't think to check his phone because who has a camera on their phone in 2005? <laughs> then they had the blurry video of the jump scare. So I think that's maybe the one moment where it really went to the over-the-top place. But other than that, it was, I feel, played very much, like, take us seriously. Yeah, yeah. You know, it gets referred to as a skeptical reviews of it. They call it a mockumentary. But they were really going for documentary. Yeah, yeah. They were really following that template. They didn't make fun of themselves enough for it to be a mockumentary. No, no, they were dead serious. And, and the actors playing the scientists were really playing up the emotion and the heartache of losing all of their files and data to, to office big government. Raids. Yeah. yeah, big government office raids and things like that. They lost their visas, so they couldn't work in South Africa anymore. And Yeah. I mean, there were all these, like, biological reconstructions of the mermaid bones that they found, and uh, how they must have all of these extra organs to do the echolocating and stuff. And They had a very long and detailed section about how... They use manta bones. Was it manta bones to make spears? So these are tool-using animals. Yeah. One of these scientists found a manta ray tooth or something stuck into the side of the shark, and then it fit perfectly into this socket of this bone that they found with a... They pulled out of the shark. Yeah. The mermaid was eaten by the shark. Not completely, so they had like 30% of it, but... (laughs) (laughs) Which was enough to say this manatee type fin thing and this humanish hips. Yeah. A uh, part of a skull? It had a bendable rib cage. It had 
a fluke that had bones in it, and manatees don't have bones in their flukes, and it had an iliac crest. And then it had the, the head bone that looked like it had a um, an echolocation device in it. Mm-hmm. Right. And they had the uh, the forensic anthropologist come in and look at, did we, did we look up whether that person was definitely no. an actor or not? Yeah, she seemed like an actor. It's probably. <laughs> they're all actors. It it felt like it took them a really long time to talk about DNA. Yeah, yeah. We so, were all saying, like, there had to be DNA at this point. What are they doing? Yeah, yeah. They kept going on and on about how this part looks like this animal, like you were saying, Lauren, and mm-hmm. this part looks like this animal, but it's not that. It's not that. I'm like... When did you send this for DNA testing? Like, that would have been one of the first things you were doing. Or at least alongside it, instead of all this guesswork. And then when they did get the DNA test back, that was the only thing they got back from the South African government. But it had been contaminated with human DNA because it was too close to humans, so they just destroyed all the samples. Well, well, the lab figured it must have been contaminated. Mm -hmm. That's why it would come back reading as human DNA. Yeah, and then there was another expert. I don't even remember what he was an expert in, but he went on for a long time about how, well, these are definitely, we share an ancestor. You know, there's no other possibility. These are definitely hominid. And I'm like, okay, well, but there's a lot of things that fall under that category. Yeah. Yeah. So at the end of the movie, they return back to this sort of conservationist bent where they talk about how it's so important that we stop polluting the ocean with sonar noise and yada yada. We just have to, you know, save our buddies, the mermaids. And so it like almost makes this full circle where the mermaids are sort of the the middle hook, but they're really just concerned about sonar. Yeah. And so it's almost makes you like this mind bend of like, maybe they are just worried about sonar and maybe the mermaids are for real. But like, obviously <laughs> not. But I feel like that's what they were going for. Well, maybe somebody, maybe the filmmaker is actually worried about the sonar and the whale beachings and things like that, but couldn't get funding to make a documentary about that or to make a some kind oh, of a yeah. And so he goes... Well, what if there's mermaids? And then Animal Planet is like, yes, we will find that. (laughs) That's an interesting take on it. I wonder, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Those stranger things have happened, right? For sure. There wasn't enough of a focus on it, though. It was like, it seemed like a means to an end, just to sort of bookend the story. Yeah. There was nothing about to help save the world or this is what the governments are doing. It was just... There's a lot of hand wavy about it. I, I agree with you. Yeah, this yeah. could be the, the stealth motive. I think maybe motive. he's just not a good filmmaker. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, this thing, <laughs> this thing got enough attention that they re-aired it and made a second <laughs> documentary about it with, like, the new evidence and whatever. So we haven't seen that one yet because this oh, was enough for one night. Oh, next one's podcast! <laughs> no. no. It is not a podcast about a pod of... Mermaids. <laughs> this is not Mermaid the podcast. <laughs> but I am kind of curious now what else they've discovered if there is there's something something more. Probably just got a bigger budget. And said, well, let's just make some <laughs> more, more models. CGI. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the CGI got better. Yeah. Yeah, let's just show the the mermaid family swimming around for a while, holding their babies in their arms. Cuz they still have arms for some reason. Oh yeah. <laughs> Laura <laughs> got really angry at one point. It's like, they've evolved these long fins, but their arms are exactly the same. 
Only slight webbing between the fingers. That's the only difference. Like, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. And then there was the whole part about how all these different cultures throughout history have had depictions of mermaids. Oh. And, and they started showing, like, these documents and stuff. And Laura's like, I don't even believe this anymore. I, I'm sure there are documents like this, but I don't think this is one of them because I don't believe anything anymore. <laughs> Yeah, they framed it as a, what, a 16th century medical drawing of a webbed hand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so they're saying, could this be what they're referring to? And I'm like, I I can't believe that this is a thing. This looks like paper that was dyed in coffee and roughed up a little bit, (laughs) done by an artist who needed some cash. Like... Yeah. And like you were saying, there's no doubt that documents like that exist... It's just that they probably didn't go to the trouble of finding one that's real. Right, yeah. <laughs> why? Why if you can just fake it, right? Yeah. Everything else about this movie has been made up so far. Why look into anything? And there are cross-cultural depictions all through history of aquatic humanoids. Mm-hmm. Right. But there's explanations for that. There's the manatees. There's people there's who swim. Mermaid, <laughs> mermaids are cool. Yeah. It's just straight up. I mean, people have been mashing up humans and animals forever. There are centaurs, there are minotaurs, there are all the other things that I didn't tour. (laughs) (laughs) It's Zeus's fault. Yeah. (laughs) It's just Zeus. Yeah. And I mean, every culture has some kind of depiction of a dragon. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm sure that there's other ones. There's other flying creatures of some kinds, or bird-type creatures, or demon-type creatures that span the cultures from similar time periods. So what it tells us is that humans, wherever they are on the globe, tend to be more alike than they are dissimilar. And that's about it. <laughs> Nearly every culture has the uh, the deluge myth. Mm-hmm. There was a the giant flood. flood at some point. Mm-hmm. Laura, another point you got really angry at. <laughs> you got animated at this. It was great. Uh, for, for a person who was like not interested, there were some things that were really annoying. <laughs> but the cave of swimmers in Egypt. Yeah. You, you looked that one up, right? I did. And so this was something that along the lines of that 16th century medical document, I'm like, I don't believe this is a thing. I'm, no, I gotta look this up, because I think that they just made up a whole thing. So <laughs> They made up a whole cave. <laughs> they made up a whole cave. Or they, they found some random cave and took some red paint and painted on it and then filmed it and called it a day. Mm-hmm. So they're referencing um, what is called the Cave of Swimmers, I believe. And it is in Egypt, and it's one of the very oldest lithographs in a cave that mm-hmm. we've found so far. And what makes it interesting is that it is depicting people swimming. So this does, in fact, exist. It was discovered again, I I suppose, in 1933, I believe. Yeah, so it does depict these what look like people with fins swimming around. And so, of course, the the movie says that uh, these are definitely mermaids. This is what it is. You know, these ancient peoples, they knew, but we just don't. But more realistically, it's like that's probably the best way that somebody doing a lithograph on a cave could depict Depict somebody swimming. And and the biggest controversy that I could find in in the um, admittedly limited research that I could do was that they were wondering if it was in fact people swimming because the place where this cave is is quite arid now and would have been quite arid at that time. But there are some people who research this area that say that actually it was a more humid climate at that time and there were lakes not far away from this cave. So it's it's plausible that uh, the people who did this may not be swimming there, but they would have witnessed it 
from a nearby area and then did the depiction. They could about certainly it. have known about swimming. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly. If this other group of people swims and you don't swim, it might be a little freakish. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, think about feet moving quickly in the water. When you, when they get going back and forth, it could look like a fin, sort of. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I mean, you can still tell it's feet, but you get the splashing going on. So maybe that sort of block at the bottom of the feet. Because what it looks like, it looks like a, it's kind of a narrow body and a little round head. And then they have these blocks where the feet would be. And so people are interpreting this as a fin, like a mermaid. Right? That's where they get that from. But perhaps that block is just depicting, like, the splashing water or the moving feet or something like that. I mean, I, I can't interpret, but it could be many different things. I'm looking at some a picture of some of the lithographs right now, and they look like legs that are together with the feet kicking out behind them. If you look at the one in the middle, I know yeah. this is great for a visual medium like a podcast here. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. And, and so the ones that they showed in the movie are different than that, but I don't think that these were definitely mermaids. It's is the only yeah. explanation the way that the the film posits. Yeah. Another one of the pictures here, and I'm just looking at the Wikipedia article about the cave of swimmers, and one of the pictures denotes somebody that looks like a giant compared to the other people, so we're really not going to take 10,000-year-old <laughs> lithographs as canon. Right, exactly. <laughs> One thing I did enjoy about this documentary is the weasel words. Some have said that they were mermaids. Some have said that they have found people like this. A lot of questions saying, is it possible? And everybody in the room shouted, No! Did they go deeper into the ocean? No! If it can be answered with no, don't ask the question. (laughs) Yeah. And there's a few moments where we're just like, okay, the movie is now over because we've answered your central thesis. Now what? Are there mermaids? No. Thank you. Yeah, one of the best weasel words was right at the beginning, too, when they were showing some of that secret Navy footage, which looks like somebody was using, like, a 2005 camera phone in a, with a green filter on it to shoot through some kind of, like, a porthole in a ship or something like that. And you see what looks like a couple of fish swimming by, and then there's a bigger fin, and then right at the end there's a webbed hand that goes up against the porthole and then cuts off. Of see, course it does. But they say video reportedly shot at a NOAA <laughs> or at a Navy facility in, oh, in 1997 or whatever year it was. Yeah. Reportedly. <laughs> see, I think I totally missed that because I actually thought that green footage was supposed to be obviously CGI of like a fish's view. No. <laughs> no. Oh, no. It was going through it was going through a ship and then it it had like the mermaid hand going up against the porthole like the not penny's boat thing oh i wasn't See, saying I, I, I didn't think it was a ship so much as just a uh, a facility yeah where they were storing this One yeah I, I just meant I, I said ship more so because it's like a because of the porthole oh i'm sure they filmed it, it yeah. on the ship yeah yeah exactly yeah even that whole thing this was like one of their clinchers right after that jump scare cloverfield type thing with the two kids the cell phone video this was their other clincher and they put reportedly right in there so it's like, okay, so this could have been from 
anything, the soundstage around the corner <laughs> from where you shot these interviews. Someone told me it was from Noah, therefore I can put it in the movie as being reportedly from Noah. Exactly. So this brings me to a point that they just glossed over in the film, and maybe we get to see this in the further investigations, <laughs> but this one that did the jump scare on the beach that we had the video of, and then was hushed up by the Navy, and the kids were silenced, and they weren't allowed to talk about it. How do you do that to teenagers who have seen something weird? Um, <laughs> and Side point, how do teenagers seeing something weird on the beach don't actually say anything in the video? They just give each other knowing looks. Uh, yes, but anyway, yes, finish your original uh, sentence. Finishing my after they poked you with a stick. Yeah. <laughs> they found that in 2004 or 2005, and then apparently the American Navy took it away, and it died in 2007. And there was nothing said, even from this Navy insider shadow guy, about what tests they were doing. Did they communicate with this thing? I assumed mm -hmm. that when he said they had it for two or three years, I would assume that they would go into what he did with the Navy to it or whatever, like the alien autopsy balonies. Yeah, if right. they had a live one for over a year, and he what did you learn? Yes. Yeah, so, th so this guy, that's a really good point that I had completely ignored because I was bored. Um, <laughs> but, but this guy was going on about how he saw this thing and he knew where it was. Like, he, he was experiencing having this thing in captivity in this facility before he left. But, you know, you could say it ate this. It acted like that. It did this. You know, you could say any of those things because you're anonymous already. So why don't you say any of that except hmm. for the fact that it's completely made up? <laughs> yeah. Well, the part that I found most amusing about that is his whole defense was obviously there was another one because that wasn't our uh, mermaid in that other video. <laughs> the one that we got on the beach was not the second, <laughs> the one in the other video. Yeah. So the evidence for mermaids existing is we found two weird things. Okay. All right. <laughs> Great. Swell. I think overall, I'm annoyed that documentaries like this exist, and this is far from being the only one, and it just, it really contributes to the amount of people who are convinced that they know things that are just clearly not true. <laughs> if I was young watching this, I would totally believe everything that they said in this movie, especially on Discovery Channel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I watched a lot of documentaries on Discovery Channel when I was a kid that it took me a long time to find the reality of the parts that were not true. Yeah. did Were you, like, super into all those Atlantis documentaries? Oh, and Aliens, too. I love the Atlantis ones. Like, they had so many that were, you know, Atlantis found, and we've, we've uncovered artifacts, and yeah. these are the documents that prove it, and I was 100% all in for that when I was younger. I wanted to watch all of them. Don't get me started on Atlantis. <laughs> <laughs> it's a thought experiment. By Plato. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, and it's really too bad because there are so many interesting things. Yeah. That we could be learning about that actually exist or, or existed that, you know, we could make it real. Like, yeah, we all like fantasy sometimes. We all like fiction. We all like making things up and that can be fun. Just don't present it as fact. Just mm -hmm. present it as a really fun story. And that sounds great. And then talk about some of the really cool stuff that does exist already, or... Yeah. Yeah, going back to your theory that this movie was... Uh, somebody wanted to do something about how sonar is dangerous and couldn't get funding for that, but totally could get funding for mermaids, you know? That, yeah. That might not be the case here, but it's definitely been the case for some of these documentaries, I'm sure. There's so much money out there for 
fantastical, ridiculous things that don't exist. And so the really cool documentaries about all of the really awesome stuff that is all around us don't get made. Yeah, and and that just contributes to the idea that there must be supernatural stuff or there must be mystical things. All these myths and everything must be real because real life is just boring. And it's like, well, I mean, it's we're accustomed to it, so that can feel boring at times, but if we look at some of these things, it's actually really cool. There's actually really neat stuff that we don't need magic to explain it, because it's pretty darn awesome as it is. Like how they just figured out that Puffin's beaks, stripes of it, glow under, like they're phosphorescent. Yeah. 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 Cool. But even on the flip side of that, there, there must be something else out there because otherwise, why would there be so many documentaries about Atlantis if, if something isn't out there, right? Right. Yeah. I think that definitely contributes as well. Absolutely. So use your critical thinking. <laughs> if it's about mermaids, it's probably not true. Look up the scientist names and see if they really teach at the universities yeah. they claim they do. So, and that's a really interesting thing now. I'm going to start doing that more. It's like, is this person a real scientist? And, and really, anyone with a, a specialized field of the sounds of citations. Citations, citations had to have published a paper somewhere. Should be easy to find. You would think so. If you Google them, you should be able to come up with something, mm-hmm. but... If you build it, they will come. (laughs) (laughs) I did actually see a good documentary yesterday, so I want to mention about that. So yesterday I had the opportunity to see Food Evolution, the documentary that is all about GMOs, but has an actual science backing to it and has actual scientists in it. Um, And it was really good. It was really enjoyable. They did a really good job of addressing a lot of the facts, of separating the facts from science, and also separating out the different arguments that tend to all get rolled in together. And so they made a point of discussing how when people are afraid of GMOs, what, you know, they start talking about the companies and corporations and their problems. And so they made a point of addressing that, you know, you can't just blame the technology, like with the corporation's problems, but they did also say these corporations have problems. <laughs> so that was kind of nice because a lot of times I feel like I hear that phrase. It's like, well, oh, the technology is neutral. It's the corporation that uses it. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of it. And so it was nice to hear things like that. And, uh, and they talked a lot about how it is wealthy people who are making these types of decisions, people who never have to worry about food insecurity, people who are not as affected by things like global warming, mm-hmm. who are making decisions about whether or not drought-resistant rice should be allowed in right. drought or things like places. golden rice, which have saved so many yeah, lives. Yeah, if you have the opportunity to see it, I would definitely encourage you to do it. It was an enjoyable hour and a half. So. Awesome. Excellent. Yeah. And it sounds like it was legitimately balanced instead of quote-unquote balanced. They did, and they gave a platform to people like like Vanny Hari, the food babe, was in it Mm, for a little bit. Jeffrey Smith, who is the leader of I can't remember what it's called, but one of the one of the big organizations that campaigns against uh, GMOs. He was on it, and they let him talk. And the Zen Honeycut was it, is it Moms Across America? Ugh. Is that heard the name of her organization? Anyway, they gave her a chance to talk. So these people, they they had their voice along with scientists. Because <laughs> people are not scientists, and they're proud of that when they go about 
spewing these these yeah. mistruths, and that's really unfortunate. They're not part of the establishment. No, but anyway, they gave they gave everybody their chance to speak, so they didn't cut anybody out, but they also qualified things appropriately. Mm-hmm. Did you Google the scientists? I didn't need to because I actually know their names because they're actually scientists. <laughs> All right. So what are we talking about next month, Ashlyn? Uh, next month, we are going to each choose a life hack or two from the internet and test it out and see what happens. <laughs> I know it sounds like a mommy blog, maybe, or something, but... I think it'll be entertaining. This was all sparked because I saw a tweet about how you should put a dry towel in with your wet clothing to dry it faster, and Laura claims that totally works, and I thought it was definitely bull. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't claim that it works. I was just taught to do that as a kid, so oh, I still never do heard it. of it before. No. Ooh, are we going to have to do, like, test loads of laundry with the towels and the... Look, I'm not saying I'm picking that one, but you go ahead. <laughs> But I'll be washing the same clothes over and over to get the baseline. <laughs> yeah, don't do that one. You just do something with bread clips because you probably have like seventy-five of those lying no, around, no. right? Because no. I throw them out. Dave gets mad. Yeah, yeah. Because who keeps seventy-five bread clips? No, she like opens a fresh loaf of bread and throws it away. Oh, really? Yeah. I just find them very useless. She's a spinning stick. <laughs> I twirl it and then I stick the end under the bread. It stays closed. What's the problem? Yeah, that. No, it doesn't. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> well, if you move it, it doesn't stay closed. And if there's not sufficient bread, then it doesn't stay closed anymore. That's yeah, so you don't have a long-term strategy there, Ashlyn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh. <laughs> Thanks for joining me for this episode of Mermaids, the podcast. (laughs) This will be our one and only show. (laughs) Mermaid cast. They float in pods. It is the pod. Oh, I'm sorry. Have a good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. night. You've been listening to Life, the Universe, and Everything Else. If you have any questions or comments, or you'd like to suggest a topic for the show, send us an email at l-u-e-e-podcast at winnipegskeptics.com. If you want to show your support, give us a review on iTunes or Stitcher, follow us on Twitter or Facebook, or just share the show with a friend. Our music is produced by the very talented Ian James, and this episode was edited by Lauren Bailey. There's a whole clade? Clade the one I want? I've never been good at taxonomy. (laughs) You're the biologist. Yep. Go ask Jim. (laughs) I've entitled my notes Mermaidado, like Sharknado. (laughs) That's hard to say. I know. Mermaidnado. Mermaidno. Mermaidno.